0: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show. You hope it turns for the better for the Yankees and this situation involving Aaron Judge because it it is legitimately a cause for concern. If he is impacted in any way, and I'm not even talking about an I. Elston, even if he, you know, misses a couple of weeks and if he's back in the lineup, but this toe is something that's going to be hampering him for the remainder of the season and depriving him from being arguably the best player of baseball, the catalyst in that lineup, the guy who really is the engine that makes the rest of that offense go, what is this team going to accomplish realistically? Goes without saying, judge is important to the Yankees. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know what, this is a juicy series. Thanks to Miami picking up that win in Denver in game number two, giving it a little bit of life. And, hey, 1-1 series, winner of game three. More often than not, goes on to win that series. So let's see if the Heat are indeed able to defend that home court Against this Denver Nuggets team should be a heck of a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to watch this game tonight, as a matter of fact. The fact that, you know, we have an even series as opposed to just, you know, Denver doing what they usually do, dominating at home and, and, and winning the first couple of games here. We wait for Jim Duquette to join us, talk a little bit of baseball with him. In the meantime, we'll say hi to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, hi. How are you? Hi. How's it going? What's up, Jose.
1: Oh, man, just checking in because, you know, I want to make sure that I keep up with my commitments, you know? <laughs> of course. I mean,
0: it's a commitment. You got it. <laughs>
1: all right. So, just to go off, you know, I definitely wanted to get my points off with the Yankees because been a slow, very slow baseball season. I'm just like, wow, I, I, I really forgot how, you know, slow it was getting back into the baseball of thing. Thank God for, you know, the Knicks and all those hockey teams actually making the playoffs because we would have been kind of going crazy from opening day, wouldn't we?
0: Well, I mean, oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, it's, it's all, I,
0: I said, oh, my gosh, only because Francisco Alvarez, there was like a a, a like a swinging bunt in front of the plate, and Alvarez picked up the ball trying to throw it down to first base. He literally threw it about 78 feet over the first baseman's head, oh, and it went God. down the right field line, and uh, Michael Harris ended up at second. I just i I've never seen a catcher throw a ball that bad to first base, but nevertheless, go
1: ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, that, 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 that's exactly what he people are definitely <laughs> gonna be complaining about that. <laughs> so yeah, and I definitely um I as far as for, you know, for Harvey. Uh, I, I'm, I I I'm don't know if Messi's gonna stay stay in MLS for more than one year, even though you know I know David Beckham's gonna try to, you know, convince him otherwise. But um it, it, if he if he do, if, if there is a guaranteed second year I could definitely see myself, you know, t- um, selling out and you know, giving up a price for those tickets. I'm sorry, Harvey.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's it's simple business, no.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So if you t- if you're telling me I could make a good, quick, you know, five, six thousand dollars off of just that one day, um, yeah, especially if I know I'm going to get another game and then who knows possibly possibly uh, multiple and since i live in and since i have parents that live in fort lauderdale i could definitely go over there and you know try to see them over there too so
0: (laughs) if you (laughs) had those tickets you might be able to buy and build a house next to your parents in fort lauderdale depending on how bad uh, somebody wants them
1: probably probably but yeah just doing that and um yeah and can't wait for and i can't wait for the football season um, was it really? Was it really that they canceled the, the OTAs because they're going to start start a week early because of the Hall of Fame game? Because I think that I, I don't i I, I I don't know if that's just a trend or if that's something that you know the Jets are just doing.
0: Well, you know what it is, Jose. It's it's becoming a trend around the league. And and I thank you for the phone call as always. Here's right, the thanks. problem. Here's the problem. If you take OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Over the last, I would say, 10 years, you wouldn't know the difference between either one, seriously, because the contact has been minimized. Even though it's mandatory, they say, the minicamp – they're not getting players out on the field if they're nursing some sort of an injury. Like, you wouldn't know the difference between an OTA and a minicamp if you put them right next to each other. Like, they're essentially the same thing. Like, the OTAs are kind of, in a lot of ways, pointless. They, they really are. Like, you're not learning anything from them. It's just guys going out there, building that camaraderie. It's a lot of seven-on-seven stuff. There's no hitting. There's no contact. You know, that's that comes in training camp. And even the, the contact in training camp has been scaled down over the years because they prioritize trying to keep people healthy. So, Robert Sala decided just to give his guys a little bit more time. It's going to be a long year for the Jets. You know, even next week with the minicamps, look in recent years. It's three days. A lot of teams, they're even canceling the third day of minicamp. Belichick cancels the third day of minicamp in recent years. You know, they either take the team bowling or they take them to top golf or some sort of, like, bonding activity just to get them away from football and to send them off into their summer vacation. That's what they do. That's the telephone number. We're going to wait for uh, Jim Duquette to chime in here, talk a little baseball.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: Must be 21 plus plus present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We have him right now, as a matter of fact. Without further ado, it is our good buddy, the former Met GM. You see him on SNY MLB Radio. It's our pal, Jim Duquette. Hello, Mr. Duquette. How are you? Dan, how are you, buddy? No complaints whatsoever. I mean, if I was complaining, I guess I would probably be like the Mets right now, you know, as they're trying to find their way still through this season. And then they get the unfortunate episode earlier tonight with Alonzo getting hit by a pitch and leaving the game with the hand injury. Let's start there. Not even so much with the Alonzo stuff because we don't know what the diagnosis is. But offensively, do they have the guys in this clubhouse right now to break out of this funk? Or do you think that something needs to be done?
2: Well, I I mean, I I think, you you know, based off of their track records, you certainly hope that they're going to start figuring some things out. Like, I think Kana has certainly, um, over the last couple weeks, has figured some things out. You hope that Lindor, when he shows signs of it, and we know his track record, you expect that he will figure it out. Alonzo, as long as, you know, nothing is – Broken here, um, you know. We know what he is. He's a beast, right? I think Nemo, mm-hmm. you know, is fine. So, so I think um, that group, you know, you can rely on. Uh, the the others, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to live with inconsistencies with the young guys, with Alvarez and Beatty. That's just part of the uh, the the growth of a young uh, hitter. Like it happens. Both of those, uh, they're on base right now. I mean, Alvarez is below 300 and. Right at three hundred. That's not that's not a good long term. That's not where I expect them to be long term. But you know, it's been a overall positive for both of those guys. But when those you know when when Escobar isn't hitting or Marte's not hitting, um, they get a little more exposure. You know, and it concerns me a little bit. So I think the answer is to get by for the short term. They'll have enough. Their mm-hmm. pitching is going to have to carry them. And they better go out and get a deal for two. I think they need two bets at the deadline, not just one.
0: Well, it's interesting because, I th- and you and I have had plenty of conversations about this. You know, last year they took the opposite approach at the trade deadline. They weren't aggressive enough. You know, they tried to, like, kind right. of piece this thing together. And none of those guys that they acquired ever made any sort of an impact. And, you know, Vogelback is still the one that's here. And, you know, it, 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 I scratch my head that he gets as much playing time as he does right now. Do you think that this would be something that would have to be closer to August 1st? I mean, when we're still a couple of months away, of course, from the deadline, but do you see the market maybe starting to take shape a little bit earlier than, let's say, it normally would?
2: I don't see it uh, at the moment um, shaping up before the All-Star break. I mean, unless you have – you know, even even with the Cardinals being eleven games or so under five hundred, wherever they were, were when they woke up this morning, mm-hmm. they're only like eight and a half out of first. They're only you know the the but there's seven teams that have thirty wins in the in the National League right now. The rest, you know, I mean, you're within five six games of a wild card berth. That's going to delay or stall any trade conversations. Teams don't want to pull the you know the the plug on their season by trading any any viable guys on their roster until, you know, they get a lot closer to August 1st and if, you know, the last two months they don't draw well, they're willing to take that hit, but they're not willing to do it during the month of July as well or most of June. So, I, you know, any I've talked to about a dozen GMs over the last month, mm-hmm. they're all expecting this uh, this thing to get pushed out into July and probably mid-July. And,
0: least. and because of the parody reigning supreme, like you said, across the sport right yeah. now. We're talking with Jim Duquette here on 98.7 ESPN. Last thing on the Mets, you mentioned the bats. Obviously, they can use a little bit of boost offensively. Are you comfortable with where this rotation is at? Scherzer's turning it around. You figure you're in good yeah. hands with Verlander. <laughs> Other than that, it's a roll of the dice. Even with Senga, do you think they'd have to go get another arm here?
2: Well, I, I think that's a, a, a wait and see. I, I think with – so, Senga, if they pitch him with, where he is best,
0: At home. that's
2: on the extra rest, <laughs> okay, then I'm fine with him. And we've seen it, right? And I don't know why they they deviated. You know, sometimes they think that, okay, they got to eventually do it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Like – Okay, you didn't want to do it on Sunday. Well, you paid the price for it, and, you know, it wasn't good, right? So so I'm putting them in the best position to have success, and I'm going to insert guys along the way to make sure. And, by the way, those other guys like Scherzer and Verlander would benefit from the extra rest, too. We saw that with Verlander last year. So, mm-hmm. so you know, Senga takes the hit because he's the one who pitches all the time on that. But the other two guys or three guys could use the extra rest too. include Carrasco in that, too, by the way. So yeah, I, I don't I don't I think they will have enough. I think with that group and you know when Quintana comes back and the way McGill's pitched, I think um you know, and the mar, their margin of error isn't great, right? I mean they especially the way the offense has been, like man, they almost have to be perfect. Um but I, I think the rotation it should be enough. If they if it's not, then they aren't going anywhere anyway, let's be honest.
0: I agree. Those two guys are the key. They went all in on two Hall of Fame pitchers who happen to be 40 years old, and that's really almost become the lifeblood of this team, and we'll see how far that's able to take them there. Yankees, on the other hand, I mean, we thought at the beginning of the season, their rotation, at least on paper, you felt pretty good about. You probably felt as good about it as you have in years, and obviously with Rodon coming aboard, you thought he was going to slide in right there with Garrett Cole and have a nice one too. He hasn't thrown a pitch yet. Uh, They dealt with injuries in other spots right now. Where do you stand with that Yankee rotation as far as their chances of keeping them afloat the rest of the summer? Well, the
2: Cortez injury, you know, that, that hopefully isn't going to be long-term. You know, Severino, um, you know, has been largely good. You know, there's been a clunker here and there like anybody else. I've been surprised how good Armada's been, you know, uh, Schmidt. You know, it's been probably a little better than I thought. I I thought Schmidt was probably better served in the bullpen. So um, they've held the rotation together better than I thought, honestly. And I think there's going to be enough there. I think they need another pen piece. They're going to need some more offense, clearly. I just think this stretch, you know, they got through this stretch, um, you know, without a lot of depth with their offense. Uh, primarily, because Rizzo and Judge are just carrying them when judge goes out, man, mm. I am concerned more about the offense. It's oh, just yeah. I hope it's not a long term thing. I hope Stanton you know can help carry them a little bit, you know but but you know, when Bader went out, I'm like, I, they can be all right for a short period of time without judge, I'm really concerned
0: well and that's the thing, Jim, because look and we don't know none of us are doctors, right, and we're only going by what they tell us. They're only saying it's a 10-day IL stint right now. But if it is something that's lengthy, and I'm not just saying a month. I'm talking, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. They could potentially play themselves out of winning the American League East because that division, there aren't any patsies in it. You know, I mean, everybody is a quality team in that division. So I'm not saying the Yankees can't make the playoffs, but judge on the shelf for a long time if that's the case. I don't see a path to them winning the American League East.
2: Yeah, if he's out for for longer than that period of time, it's going to really hurt them. But I think again, in short the short term, I think they can, you know, manage it. Um let's hope because I think listen, the Yankees um you know, they're they're a lightning rod in the in the league, right? Just kind of like the Dodgers. Like you either love them or you hate them. But the sport is lacking without the star power of Aaron Judge every night. And with those matchups, it just isn't the same. It's not the same Boston Yankees rivalry. It's not going to be the Mets Yankees rivalry. If he's not back, like it's just not And and you know that as well as I do. So like, we want him back. Let's go. I hope they're right. I hope it's only 10 days.
0: Well, speaking of other valuable players, what does your gut tell you right now? And again, we talked about parity earlier in the conversation and, and these teams are still yeah. in it right now, but I, the way I look at the American League, I'm still hard pressed for the to find a path for the Angels to get into the playoffs. I mean, unless they really take off, and yeah. I, I'm just not confident that's going to happen. So my question is, what percentage right now do you put on Otani being moved by August 1st?
2: I think this percentage is maybe less than one percent. Really? Well, less than one. I don't think. I don't. Here's the thing. I agree with you. I think it's going to be really difficult to get to the postseason. They're going to make every um, every effort to get there. They'll try to upgrade the roster. Uh, it likely won't be enough uh, because of the other teams. The other teams are better, just even in their own division. I think Seattle, even though they're behind right now, they're better. Texas clearly better. Houston's definitely better. That's just in their own division. Never mind the American League East, like you mentioned, probably four teams better than them, or at least three, and then the other two you know, are similar. So it's hard to find a pathway for them to get to the postseason. But they're going to be in it. And what, if they're even in it a little bit, they'd ha- I think they'd have to be 10 games under for their owner to even consider it. And his track record is such that it's not like they're, they're moving them in season.
0: Well, And you know it, too. Like, if if, if they don't trade him and he leaves as a free agent, they get the compensatory draft choice or whatever, but it's not even like a great draft choice. What is it, somewhere around like 70 Right. That, that, that's what it would be. So, I mean, is it really yeah. that worth it to hang on to this guy to to have maybe a, a chase for the playoffs, which comes up empty and you really don't get anything yeah. substantial in return? I mean, that's so tough to legislate.
2: Yeah, no, it's brutal. I, I mean, it depends on who signs them. Right. So, you know, if there's a team that, you know, I, again, I, I always forget the rules because they've changed here and there, but it, there could be as high as there's, you know, someone would lose their second round pick. Their second overall pick, you know, so you won't. No one loses their first rounder anymore, but they could lose a second pick or a sandwich pick. But again, there's no, there's no player or players in any draft that would equal Otani. You could go back to when Strasburg was drafted, or even Harper with the number one overall. Like it might make you feel better four years after you draft a guy, but in the short term, it's just painful, right? So. But but you know the owner there, Artie Moreno, who's who was going to sell the team. Now he's back right. in. Like his whole history is to hold on to the players because he thinks the fans you know want to see star players, which he's not wrong in that sense. But he's not even willing to take a short term hit to get more talent um, and be better sooner. And that's why the Angels haven't been in the postseason in so long, and they won't be when they are continually operated that way.
0: All right. lastly on the DeGrom story, and look, we all saw him pitch up close here. It stinks what happened for him. Texas paid a lot of money to get him there because they had to kind of outbid everybody to get him down there. They're having a great season. DeGrom has not really had a big role in their first-place run so far this year. But, you know, you're a former GM. Do you think that Chris Young and company are at least having a little bit of buyer's remorse after knowing that this guy's not going to pitch for him probably – The majority all of next year as well
2: here here's the thing i can tell you that that owner there's a lot of finger pointing going on right now Mm -hmm. and the team the people that are taking the hit are the medical team they're the ones who likely looked at the medicals and gave their blessing on it that's that's the more likely scenario listen chris young you know if i were he i'd be keeping my head down and the the saving grace is they, they're having a really good season right now, and they're likely going to be in the postseason. And so the tendency will be to forget about it, at least in the short term. But that one, that one stings. And, I, you know, I don't think anybody was all that surprised. But kind of going back to, like, you feel bad for DeGrom. You feel bad for the sport. But it, at the end of the day, you're not stunned – that he's sitting there and he's out for the rest of the year.
0: Right. And, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's done, finished, we'll never see him again. Because, remember, Justin Verlander, 39 years old, came back from Tommy John uh, and won a Cy Young Award. So, I mean, this guy can do it. But it's just, you know, and and you know this, the the second Tommy John, it always requires a more careful and controlled rehab. So I don't know if he's back in 12 months, right? I mean, that's why it might be all of next year, too. That's
2: right. Well, that's right. And, and, you know, I think it's, you know, those are generally 15 month recovery periods and probably because it's the second one's even a little longer. Um, you know, I think that here, here's the other thing, you know, that's hard to compare him to Verlander, even though, you know, you look at the Cy Youngs, you look at Verlander's career and he never had the host of injuries that the ground was head, you know? Right. And right. so it does, you do wonder like, yes, it has happened plenty of times. Um, You know, Verlander didn't have two Tommy Johns, but he found a way to stay healthy over his career, which has been pretty darn impressive. Same thing for Scherzer, for that matter. And DeGrom just hasn't been the same guy, same as those two. All
0: right, let me leave you on this one. And this is the fun part of it because it's only June 7th. We got a ton of season left. We got a lot of trades that still have to be made. Rosters are not finalized in any way, shape, or form. But on June 7th, if Jim Duquette walks into a casino and has to put his life savings on one team to win the World Series right now, it would be who?
2: Well, so at the beginning of the season, I went into, I, I went on DraftKings. I hope they're a sponsor.
0: They uh, are one of our sponsors, but, not mine, but they are one of them.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good, good. And, and I put money on Seattle um, as a sleeper, uh, ma- mostly because um, I, I took a similar, similar. Um, Team in the uh, NCAA tournament in terms of the the odds in Yukon mm-hmm. and I hit on it. Oh, so I tried. I was going, I doubled down on the Mariners, which I'm not feeling that good about right now. But I'm going to stick with that for now. For now, and if I were to give a, if I were to give a sleeper team, I don't know if there's any real sleeper teams. But um, the reason why I like the Mariners is because of their starting rotation. You know, that you need that to get through the postseason and kind of guide yourself through it. Uh, the other team that um, that I might throw in there, just uh, because of the way they've they've gone so far, is is, uh, is Texas. That's a way better team, and their bullpen, uh, even though their bullpen's a disaster, they're gonna they're gonna go out and get a couple pieces. So I, to me, I, I wouldn't sleep on that.
0: Never know. Although the Seattle thing without Robbie Ray, that's a tough one as far as that rotation too. But the young yeah, kids have hurt. done a nice that job. Hurt. We'll see how they go here into the postseason. Jim, appreciate a couple of minutes as always, my friend. Bye, always a pleasure. We'll do it again soon.
2: Talk soon. See you. Bye. All
0: right, buddy. There's Jim Duquette, former Met GM, SNY, MLB Radio. eight hundred nine one nine is the telephone number. Remember, we only got a couple of more minutes here, and then we're going to send it down to Miami for game number three of the NBA Finals between the Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Look, I'm hoping, selfishly, because I want a long series, right? I mean, I, the longer this NBA Finals goes, I think it's better for all of us if we get something to talk about here as far as the NBA is concerned with all the drama and everything. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that the teams will split the next two games down in Miami to take this thing 2-2, and then we can make it a best two out of three. How about the Nuggets win tonight? I, I just got a feeling the Nuggets bounce back on the road. You know, they knew what was wrong and losing game two their attention to detail in some cases their effort defensively was lacking the coach let him hear about it during the game coach let him hear about it after the game and I think that you know over the last few days they've gotten the message and I think that you're going to see a concerted effort certainly on that side of the floor Jokic is going to do his thing offensively and I expect some of those other role players to maybe step up on the offensive end and play better than they did in game number two so how about the Nuggets win this one tonight on the road to go up two games to one, and then we can hope for the Heat to maybe draw things even again in game four coming up on Friday. That's all the time for us. Remember, we're back with a full show tomorrow, 7 to 10 right after TMKS. Thanks to Jim Duquette, thanks to Joe, thanks to Harvey, and thanks to everybody. Game three of the finals next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 7 right here on 98.7 ESPN.